Ready Check Radio. What's up, Internet? It's Thursday. It's 7 p.m. Eastern. That means here on Ready Check Radio, it's time for The Relic Grind, our Final Fantasy 14 slash Square Enix podcast. It's been one week, one week since Final Fantasy 16 unleashed upon the world. And it seemed a mm. little silly to be talking about it a few hours after release, particularly <laughs> since like one of our hosts you know, was like barely going to have it by showtime if have it in their hands by showtime. So we canceled the show last week. So we're doing episode 109 this week live twitch.tv slash ready check radio. We got chat hanging by to chat about Final Fantasy 16 and some other Square Enix stuff and some other Square Enix stuff. If you're joining us on YouTube or on Audible, uh, iTunes, Spotify, any of those platforms, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Give it a like, a thumbs up, a subscribe, turn on the notifications. You know the drill. But most of all, if you like what we do here, tell your friend. Joining me to talk about all the 14 and 16 goodness, Mr. Chris Montoya, a.k.a. Tarkoth. What's up, sir? Greetings, programs. Uh, doing pretty good. Uh, before we dive into stuff, though, you know, there's just been this thing between you and me for, you know, since we've started this show, um, this little rivalry, and we call it the minion rivalry. I'm as not of right sure this what you're moment, talking about. As of right this moment, you know, that top line there, that's my number. Okay. The bottom line is your number. Oh, so somebody went ahead moment. and bought I'm a sure bunch of stuff. I'm sure you will go in. No, 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 no. I earned them. I earned them. Uh -huh. I don't. I don't go purchasing those premium ones. But as of this moment, I'm sure you'll go in. You refresh, and in like five seconds, you will be the top. But as of this moment, I am the minion king on this show. Well, I mean, I guess that's one way to win a race: is not tell anybody else you're having it. Also on the line, Mr. Paul Berlin, a.k.a. Flynn. What's up, sir? Uh, I get withdrawal already from 16. I just want to be back on the PS5 and play it. Yeah, I do, time. too. But after, sadly, after this show, I have a, it's my, the last Thursday of the month, so I have a conference call with Asia tonight, so I got to get that out of the mm. way. I've got sleep. <laughs> I got to get that out of the way. and then, I got 14, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Got 14. Well, I mean, let's talk about 14. Not a ton of sure. news, but the 10th anniversary site did go up this week. It did. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and it seems like they're going to do like kind of like what they did with Final Fantasy XI and some other franchises where it's like, hey, the whole year is the 10th anniversary celebration <laughs> because Fair. they're using it to kind of lead up to their 14-hour broadcast, but that's not going to take place until spring of next year. So that's like the tail end of the 10th anniversary uh, for Final Fantasy fourteen. But we've got giveaways. We've got uh, in-game events. Now, a lot of them we knew about, right? In fact, we've you know we had the the Make It Rain event coming up, and we already knew about that. We knew Moogle Treasure Trove was coming up, but uh, and of course the Rising. I mean, that always comes up for the anniversaries. But uh, like on the Moogle Treasure Trove portion of it, uh, that one's going to be a little different from what they're saying, right? It's going to run. A little longer, and it says a special, a special Moogle treasure treasure. No, like I don't Ooh. know if that means you know, hey, there's extra stuff, extra prizes. I don't know if that means there's, 
you know, different events to do. It just says presenting a special Moogle treasure trove event. Stay tuned for some amazing rewards. So maybe there'll be something like 10, 10th anniversary uh, in there. And then you know, if the rising as well. Those are both late August right now. If it's truly special, don't rehash any of the rewards. Make it all new rewards up and down the list. And then you're just like, I gotta do, I gotta get everything. I mean, yeah, I mean, that'd be awesome. I gotta play the game. I can't, I can't not play the game. (laughs) And then in 645, which is just right right around the corner, special 10th anniversary frames and stickers will be available for group pose. And those are only going to be available for a limited time. So if you are all about G pose stuff, there's some uh, stuff that you're definitely going to want to pick up. Of course, all of this leading to FanFest, Tark. One month. Mm. One yeah, month. I'm headed stoked. into FanFest. You stoked? I'm stoked. You like? Are, uh, you, are you like anxious about it yet? Like, come on, come on, come on. Uh, it's or is hard there, to be are we still a little too I know... far from it still? <laughs> We're still a little too far from it. And there's a couple weekends where I have my kids. So it's hard for me to get excited. I need to focus on them first and doing things with them after the, the the weekends with them then it's like literally days until fan fest so then it's like all right now it's gotta i gotta pack gotta make sure i have my signature book and uh, i'm still waiting for my merch i want to get my merch in and and just show all that off so oh uh, getting there now so the moogle treasure trove usually flynn goes about a month and we could kind of use that mm-hmm. to gauge when six five is going to drop right but this one being a special yeah. one starting at a different time you know i mean q who wrote it up on mmo bomb kind of speculated maybe six five then is kind of looking at a you know a september 19th or september 26th i actually think we got to bake like a week or two into that that we haven't historically had to so i'm kind of thinking like first or second tuesday of october but all, all in all, that's kind oh, that's of in good. the end of September, beginning of October for six five. That sound about right for you? Yeah, I think so. I know I did sort of math it out a while back because we're in the summer period and we know that because that's still three week. months away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. yeah, that sounds about right since we haven't had six four five yet. I've been I saying that we'll, time frame yeah, and for we'll months see. now, beginning. We'll 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 have had the we'll have had the fan fest. So we'll know about the expansion, or we'll, we'll at least know the beginnings of stuff in the expansion. The artwork on that site looks amazing, by the way. Oh, it does. I, I agree. love that artwork. So yeah, there's a bunch of different tabs you can go talk through or uh, flick through, look at the art of Eorzea, designing boss battles. There's a sale and merch tab. Mm-hmm. But you can't access those yet. I'm assuming that's <laughs> you know just going to be some special 10th anniversary stuff, patches, hats, coats, that type of thing. That'll all be sold out way too quick. <laughs> way too. The way it fast. usually goes. Yeah, way too quick. Have we seen any trademarks yet this year? Good question. Uh no, I haven't seen anything. Yeah, nothing. Nothing spoiled. So. Although last year it was, or last time around it was like, what we saw Forspoken, and we were like, yeah, yeah. that kind of, that kind of definitely works as an expansion title, and they were like, mm-hmm. nah, 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 nah. That's something completely different. It's like, well, what could it be? <laughs> what one thing I like on this special site, the special site launched on the twenty seventh, so two days ago, and one of the key parts that they are advertising is the collab uh, thing with the cumulus cloud right mm-hmm. 
Well, the Cumulus Cloud started on the 14th of June and ended on the 27th. So the site went up to advertise this thing that's been going for two weeks, but is going to end in a couple hours. I was like, okay. But also Thanks. shows the Thanks fact about one from last month as well, to be fair. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A little late to the party there. Yeah, just a little bit. A little bit. Uh, and then the, oh, are you going to be staying, by the way, for the Aorzean Symphony? Uh, it's not at the FanFest proper. I think it's like the day after the FanFest. Are you staying and, and going to that? We found out about it. We extended our room an extra day. I uh, hadn't booked my flight, so I was like, oh, I guess I'm staying until Monday. So, yes, we will be seeing the symphony. be my first uh, Final Fantasy symphony. I am hyped about that more than maybe the fan fest. I'm like, that's going to be make me so giddy. I love this music. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and and seeing them live is just amazing. Like, I've seen Distance, Distant Worlds and... Uh, some some of the other Final Fantasy concerts. I very jealous on that one. I I would if I had to pick one to go to, that'd probably be the one I go to over Fan Fest. <laughs> not that I'm not interested in what's going on at Fan Fest, but over the first Fan Fest, especially, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Set list subject to change, but part one gonna focus on a Realm Reborn, Heaven's Word, and Stormblood, and then part two off to Shadowbringers and Endwalker. Looks like they got, what, Sweet. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten in part one, and eight pieces in part two. And again, that set list could change, but they're going to be doing 18 songs. You're going to you're gonna hear some good ones. I mean, Torn from the Heavens, Ultima, Dragon Ooh. Song, the Heaven's Word theme, Songs of Salt and Suffering, Close in the Distance, Tomorrow and Tomorrow, Shadowbringers. It's going to be, that's going to be a hell of a show. Yeah, you've got uh, Amanda Aiken and Jason Charles Miller there as well. So yeah, that's yeah, that's that's what I heard. They're both going to be there, so I'm like, oh, that's yep, give me choice. Yeah, you're going to be you're going to be seeing a hell of a show. Uh, and yeah, and then Make It Rain kicks off tomorrow, right? Thirtieth, yeah. Mm, yeah, yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, Make It Rain and Minion Four Twenty, right there. Yeah, get Godbert and him in his final form in his skivvies. <laughs> Wind up, Godbert. <laughs> <laughs> Thought initially that we weren't going to see a naked Godbert and you know, Final Fantasy. <laughs> they couldn't do it with justice without it being fair. bad. <laughs> they, they just couldn't resist. They got the the naked one in there. The naked one in there. <laughs> uh, and that's about it on the fourteen front. How savage is uh, going there, Tark? Uh, actually, really good. We are. I want to say halfway through P11s. Um, that fight is. Uh, pain in the butt not as big a pain in the butt as the castle but um the the mechanics are quick and like in your face which i really enjoy i hate a slow potting fight so bring it on what about you there uh mr flynn how's it going uh we're almost at the end of p9s now we've done a nice. eight minute 30 pull did you just call me penis about enrage <laughs> jeez did you just call me penis no. Oh, you said P9S. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just the, it's the Welshness. It's the, the Welshness coming through. P9S. <laughs> Are you struggling in 16 understanding this British lingo? <laughs> anyway, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Savage. Savage penis. Uh. <laughs> the boss, also known as the Mouth of Sauron, okay? Right? <laughs> Anyway, how's it going, Flynn? Sorry. Yeah, uh, 8 minute 30 pull. I think we're in the. What I'd be guessing is where things from early phases just repeats now until Enrage. Nice. Past the second of the so just to see when how things seems to be 
variant of what has come before. Nice, nice, nice. Well, good luck, gentlemen. I guess we should move on, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, was there anything else to talk there about? Was, there was like some other live letter, Square Enix special news. Special site. Yeah, special site. Oh, Nintendo Direct. Yeah. We, we'll get there. Yeah, we got that. We got okay. that, too. Okay. Yeah, we got that. Mm-hmm. Little Microsoft Activision FTC news as it relates to Square mm-hmm. Enix, which mm-hmm. shouldn't surprise. You know, I, this total sidebar, and I'm probably going to talk about this more on MMO Bomb tomorrow, where we actually talk about some of the FTC things. But... Like, yeah. I am really sick of all the videos or, you know, like, tweets and stuff. It's like, oh, this bombshell was... Be-. None of it yeah. is surprising. None of it is surprising. All the stuff that's, like, accidentally coming out of the FTC stuff. Oh, Call of Duty sells two times as much on the PlayStation. Yeah, no shit. The PlayStation has a much bigger install base. Yes. I, mean, I do so love the one thing on the Sony side where... To a rotten air dog was to use a highlighter. Yeah. 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 They used a Sharpie. Yeah. That was, uh, <laughs> they used a Sharpie. So when you scanned the things that didn't work, uh, and it, nothing was actually redacted, Microsoft considered buying some companies, including Square Enix. No shit. No shit. Yeah. Like, they okay. Try to acquire everyone. Yeah. <laughs> acquire I mean, everyone. None of it is, here's another bombshell. Ryan was totally fine with Call of Duty. He knew they weren't going to make it exclusive. He just didn't want the deal to go through, and Game Pass takes away money. Yeah, no shit. We've talked about all these for like three years. I don't even work for these companies, and I could have guessed this stuff. Yeah. Come on. Anyway. Anyway, yeah, that's people did. So speaking Ryan's of sales, job. Final Fantasy 16 coming out. Who's doing his job? Uh, Ryan. Jim Ryan. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. That's just doing his job, that's all. Oh, look at this. They had a takeover plan in 2019 to put Sony out of business. Dude, Microsoft should always be thinking about ways to take their competition out of the market. Just like Sony should be, too. That it, like, It's unrealistic yeah. that you could probably pull it off, but strategies to try and pull it off are probably <laughs> going to help you in other ways. Like, it, ugh, it's gross. It's gross. Anyway. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Final Fantasy 16. It's been out for a week now. It has? It has. Yeah. Shipped and digitally sold 3 million copies. That's as of basically this morning. Uh, 3 million copies. So it's, it's a bigger number now. But a little over 3 million. That puts it in line, to give you some perspective, right with Final Fantasy VII Remake's launch, which was about 3.5 million in 10 days. So in seven days plus three, Final Fantasy sixteen will probably get there. Uh, but it does put it, interestingly, lagging behind Final Fantasy XV, which was the still is the fastest-selling entry, uh, with 5 million units sold and shipped digitally when it came out. But there's an important caveat there, right? 15 was multi-platform. 16 sure. yes. is obviously limited to just the PlayStation uh, 5. I, Which is I, a smaller game base as well. I, I Unfortunately, we're going to hear that coming from creative business unit three, that unfortunately uh, this title did not meet expectations because right. it did not meet... The, the sales of, of 15, so... <laughs> Mr. Sad. Final Max in chat. In other bombshell news, okay. water is wet. Yeah. <laughs> I think... Th- yeah, I think, you're, I think you're right, Flynn, but, but talk about why. Why do why you think 3 million's okay? 
because CBU free are not idiots. There's three million people. They have pushed a lot of PlayStation Five uh, console sales as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might be three million now, but there's people who bought a PS Five for the first time because this game exists. And yeah, and as of I'm Q1 this year, that's, that's about everything. a 10 percent install base sell through, right? Because yeah. av- as of April, they were like 35 or 38 million PS5 units globally. So three million is going to put it a little less, you know, like eight percent, seven and a half percent sell through uh, as far as the install base, and that's in seven days. Seven days. It's not bad. Now, but you you kind of Tark jokingly said. It didn't meet expectations uh, is kind of a Square (laughs) Enix thing that they say often. But there were rumors that they were worried about the pre-order rate of the game. Do you think three million in the first week is what they were looking for? Or do you think it's not legitimately, whether we think it's a joke or not, less than what they were anticipating? I think that they are probably really happy with this. I think they were looking at the same numbers that seven remake got. And that was at like the height of the pandemic when it pretty much all started. So uh, I can, I can guesstimate that that's what they were aiming for, especially with it being PS five exclusive. Um, apparently it is going to come to PC, I guess no official announcements yet. Right. Well, they were the, the only announcements yeah, that they were going to start development on the PC okay. port after the PlayStation oh. five launch. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so no, um, no so, date for it or anything. I mean, it looks good. I don't know if there's any DLC planned for this or not. Um, but yeah, I, I think they're in a in a happy spot with it. Do you agree, uh, Mr. Flynn? Yeah, like Trump just said, with the smaller overall game base that this is going to, 3 million units is a really strong position to come in at. Yeah, especially, I mean, 7 Remake came in on the PS4, and that install base was just ginormous. So I think 3 million with the PS5 alone has got to put the, a smile on their face. Yeah, and it, you brought up DLC. Remember, at at, the, at least back in May, when they were publicly like doing interviews and stuff, so not all that long ago, uh, there, there were no plans for DLC for Final Fantasy 16. In fact, that kind of went counter to what Yoshi P wanted to do with this, which was sure. ship the game day one, story start, story end. Unlike Final Fantasy 15 that relied on a movie and a book and, an, and a manga or anime, whatever it was, I don't remember, and some DLCs oh. on that, yeah. So Final Max, uh, Mr. Final Max says, they may have expected for more of the special edition copies to sell as fast, but the digital sales should be just fine. Should be just fine. Hey, three million, you know, off to a good start. Off to a good start. I guess we should talk about the game proper. Obviously, we are not going to go into spoilers here. In fact, some of the B-roll that I'll be using is literally (laughs) IGN's 18 minutes of gameplay from about a week and a half, two weeks before the game launched. So it was like what the press had access to, and I think we used it for B-roll back then when we were talking about it. But I did that specifically so I wouldn't accidentally record a spoiler in like a quest name or a character that, you know, was running next to Clive in my screen. Or abilities you have. Or abilities I have or anything like that. So any uh, B-roll you see here is totally safe to watch. You saw it before, two weeks before launch and just like some generic dungeon gameplay with Clive. I don't want our conversation to focus around some things we've discussed in the past, gentlemen, on whether this is a mainline feeling game to us or not. 
Uh, so let's take a few minutes very briefly right here at the beginning to address the whole like controversy because whether you like it or not, it's yeah. a controversial title. I and mean, you might think that's dumb and maybe it is, but you got the this is totally a Final Fantasy and totally belongs there uh, in the mainline series crowd. And then you've got the other crowd that says, absolutely not. This is, you know, not my Final Fantasy. And so we've all expressed opinions on that, that, you know, maybe this doesn't fit what we know or feel as a mainline series. And over the past two weeks, watching the game, playing the game, talking to other people who maybe don't share my my personal opinions, I've kind of come to my own personal decision. And it's, you know what, you're both right. Like... It depends on what you look for. What is a Final Fantasy game to you? They, of course, have evolved in different ways. And that's the other thing. People like saying, oh, well, they evolve. Every single one evolves. So, okay, but they don't swap genres. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, sure. They messed with the ATB system a little bit. They, you know, added Moogles in this one and all that stuff. Yeah, sure. But they, they haven't swapped genres. Uh, this, yeah. like it or not, did. Um, and so I think it comes down to what is a mainline title for you. If it's a story, a compelling character, the nostalgia beats of seeing a Chocobo and a Moogle and, and you know, nods to other series staples like that. I, yeah, I feel like you're probably feeling like this is a mainline Final Fantasy. If you're, and I'm going to take turn-based out of this because the last three or four titles have been wild variations of, and very loosely turn-based at best. So let's take that and set it aside. If you're more looking for party mechanics, in-depth RPG elements, gearing, uh, strategy in buffs and debuffs and pre-fight planning to that type of equipment and item usage and stuff like that, then yeah, this probably isn't quote-unquote your Final Fantasy. So I think it's it just comes down to what you're looking for. What is a Final Fantasy game to you, whether this one fits in the mold or not? Tark, what do you think of the whole debate right now? Uh, I think branding is important. Um, if I pick up, let's just say, Mortal Kombat 2, I'm expecting a fighting game. Um, if it turns out to be a double dragon side scroll or beat-em-up, which would be awesome, by the way, Right, but we got to go back to you have so, you have experience with Mortal Kombat, though. Yes, but if I just go into it just saying, oh, this is a new Mortal Kombat title and pick it up, and it's not a fighting game, like, what the hell? Okay, I, I'm picking up strictly based on the title alone. I'm expecting a certain, certain product, certain genre. They're shifting that genre. Maybe not everybody is aware of that. I, I like to think that more people are educated these days with the internet, but you know, there's going to be some people that are just, Hey, new final fantasy is out. I'm picking that up. And it's not exactly what they expected. Um, I think the game is great. Yeah. We're going to talk about the game itself in a, in a, in a minute here, just kind of the controversy yeah. thing first. Flynn, what's your, um, what's just, your, I'm sorry, Tark, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off, brother. I, I, I just think, uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of with you. Like, if this is the way they want to go and this is the way the future is, that's fine. Um, this can be a lot of people's first Final Fantasy and this be their Final Fantasy. Totally get it. I, Which I was, to be honest, Creative Business Units 3's whole point. Yeah. That was whole their, whole their whole objective. Point. And I don't think I, whether you like it or not, you can argue with 
they met the objective that they were actually yes. going for. This wasn't an yeah. accident. This is what they stated. You know, they told us, hey, this is going to be an action title. This is going to be an action title. They didn't really diverge from that ever. So they're giving us what they told us they were going to give us. Um, I just feel I want a Final Fantasy game with the RPG elements that at least some sort of turn-based fun you know i i'm playing 15 and even i feel like this is that's a little disconnected this is even more outside that realm so uh i i'm i'm loving the game i just i just don't feel it as the final fantasy proper mainline title so if it was stranger of paradise 2 you'd be totally sure. fine yeah, yeah wouldn't this yeah. would this would, you know you can attach final fantasy they've done it for so many different titles final fantasy tactics right uh type zero uh Four Warriors of Light, like there are so many different titles that have the Final Fantasy name attached to it. I, I guess I don't understand. And, and we talked, to, it's probably just for marketing. They wanted to sell a crap load of, of this. Um, they succeeded and they're, they're doing it. It's just I'm not feeling this as a mainline title. Flynn? Yeah, I'm a community of way. This is very much Final Fantasy to me. Uh, fair enough. Looking at it as an action game, it may feel wrong, but it's a system that they needed to tell the story that they're telling and the experience to go along with it. Because I uh, should be the furthest ahead right now out of the three of us. Uh, my PlayStation tells me I'm 50% through the game, uh, the game's main stuff, but I have also stopped and done every side quest and every yeah, hunt available now. to me as they become available. I'm at 76% as of an hour ago, uh, 58 odd hours. And the story, it's told in a way that 15 attempted, whereas Clive only knows so much. And then he meant to go out, uh, sorry, uh, not as only knows so much, and you go out in the world and learn bits more. But they're actually finding ways to make you care about the world, explore the world, find this information out that isn't just first-hand. You're actually seeing third-hand Yeah, there's events, there's a so. ton of dramatic irony where we know more than Clive. Yeah, but everything builds the way it does. Like, I'm a Final Fantasy VIII lover, and it's one that I was talking to a buddy of mine, like, if you talk Final Fantasy VIII, remove the Final Fantasy title, you would not know it's a Final Fantasy game. The story is just so off the rails, so out there that it doesn't feel Final Fantasy. Yeah, it's got a Final Fantasy name. And I think in some way, 16's got that sort of approach. Uh, you either see it as Final Fantasy or not, but the name is there and it is <laughs> what it is. Yeah, it does. It, I'll tell you this. Like, CB3, uh, CBU3 absolutely achieved their objective here. Their objective absolutely. was, now whether it'll be a success or not is the question mark, Right. Will it? They wanted an action title deviating away from the classic RPG trappings. Uh, they wanted to go the God of War slash Devil May Cry route, try to attract a younger audience that isn't used to Final Fantasy titles or maybe uh, just knows them peripherally. And so, I, yeah, I don't play turn-based stuff. And so they this was the route they wanted that they absolutely wanted to travel. Whether it'll pay off, right? Because you do... Like it or not, you do have to evolve, right? You do have to evolve in certain ways, but you always run the risk during evolutions of alienating the people that got you there. 
And so that's the portion that I think remains to be seen. I'm going to give them props for not being afraid to try it. Uh, and thinking it might be now whether it pans out for them. I don't know. I don't know. It's a good game. It, mm-hmm. If you totally put a totally different name on it, I'd be sitting here telling you it's a good game without any caveats. And and I don't think there are any caveats here, but I also will say that in my experience so far, I think that's all it is so far for me. A good game. I don't think it's going to hit the 10 out of 10 meter for me, but not every Final Fantasy has. It's certainly not going to hit the 6 out of 10 meter for me, and some Final Fantasies have. <laughs> so where it'll end up finishing, I don't know. I right now I'm feeling like it's kind of like a 7.5 to a 9 right in there. But that's a pretty wide range and I'll have to narrow that down as I as I continue to get more. On to the game itself. Taking a, you know that whole discussion off the table, let's just talk about the game itself. First off, it's gorgeous. It is absolutely gorgeous. That doesn't mean it's always gorgeous, but it is usually. There are some animations that I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? (laughs) I've seen some stuttering. I'm like, why is he skipping? Yeah, when Clive jumps in town, I don't know what that animation is. (laughs) I literally showed that to Flynn. I'm like, what is that? That's as high as he could jump? Oh, my goodness. It's very weird. You can jump. Why not? Yeah, in, out on the field, you do whatever you want. Things. In combat, you do whatever you want. In town, he skips. Like I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know what that is. And there's some goofy odds and ends like that. But setting those aside, it, it, things in the distance have a r- weird frame rate sometimes too, uh, like off in the distance. And performance mode needs some work. Um, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's not, it's not great. Yeah. Motion blur, I know, is a huge thing for some people. I, luckily enough, I don't have a problem with the motion blur, so you know it doesn't bother me, but definitely something they need to address as well. But as far as the visual and sound aesthetics, it is absolutely beautiful. The music is phenomenal, although there are a few tracks that I think are kind of overused and aren't interesting enough uh, for the amount of times that they use them. But generally, just Sokin's work is phenomenal. And the voice acting is incredible like 98% of the time. Clive is dead on. Oh, yeah. Dead on. And he has to be because this is a one one character story. Yeah, there's other characters, but if you don't like Clive, don't play. Like, don't Don't play. This is your game. (laughs) So all across the board, Tark there, it gets very, very high marks for me on that presentation aspect. Visuals, uh, A+. plus. Uh, again, you talked about uh, the motion blur. I haven't had a problem with the motion blur. I've seen some stuttering, um, especially like in cutscenes, which is weird. Like the cutscenes should just be kind of what they are. Uh, combat hasn't been an issue for me um, as far as performance. Uh, I've had some lip sync issues. Like I'll hear the words, but nothing, the mouth isn't moving, which is weird because I know that they designed the lip sync against around the English, English dubs, language. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sid is awesome. He reminds me of Balthier from 12. Oh, uh, really? So Cause I, there's somebody else that I That's got Balthier. There's somebody else that I got Balthier vibes from. 
Okay, well, maybe not Clive. I'm only 22% into the into the story. So. Oh, then you've absolutely met the character, but maybe you need to interact oh. with them some more. Uh, you've absolutely okay. met them. Flynn, okay. performance. The the. Yeah. I mean, you, you're fucking taking screenshots and sharing them on your phone here, so. Yeah, <laughs> the... Uh, yeah, it doesn't really come up as well, but very early screenshot of just the woods, uh, which is in between the two demo sections. Yeah. And it's just like, this looks so freaking realistic. And I've shown it to my wife, I've shown it to friends. Like, <laughs> look what I t- uh, this picture I uh, took. And everyone yeah. swears it's bloody real. <laughs> and then if you look right in the corner, there's a in-game character just right. like over Leah's shoulder. <laughs> just like, no, this is an in-screen, in-game screenshot. And, like, I'm uh, far enough to see some of the big, big CG cutscenes. Like, we saw some in the demo right at the start of yeah. the, with the battle between the armies. Yeah, I mean, to be like, fair, a lot of the demo was cutscene. And to be fair, a lot of the yeah. game is cutscene. Like, it yeah. is yeah. super it's cutscene it's, heavy. It's, it's talking yeah, to Flynn about that. Oh, it doesn't end there. <laughs> it doesn't end there. I would spoil if I say more. <laughs> Yeah, but, it is very. Uh, I'm playing in graphics mode, and uh, I was talking to Top before streaming. on about lipstick. I didn't realize that characters' mouths weren't moving. That might be a performance mode thing, just to save frames. Maybe because <laughs> in graphics mode, all the lips are moving. They might be a bit off sync, but they move to everything you walk. Speaking, even when you just walk around and the characters talking, you flip the camera and you see him talking as you're just walking around. Yeah. Uh, the biggest issue I've really had is certain abilities are very much Final Fantasy fourteen when all abilities are on and you're in the middle of a raid and you can't see anything. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, the, the game absolutely effects. It absolutely <laughs> oozes Final Fantasy fourteen design in a yeah. lot of ways. <laughs> Even got an orchestrian for crying out loud. Yeah, I mean, well, just like sometimes in fonts, like so there's just things that you're like, yeah. eh, that's the Final Fantasy 14 font there. <laughs> like I, I caught you, I caught you. All right, so there is one thing on music. They are missing a track, and it annoyed the living crap out of me. Oh, missing a track. Uh, Mike, you should be far enough. Like, say the word White Heart. You might, yeah, yeah, yeah. Reference yeah, 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 yeah. That's that. Fair. Yeah. That's uh, all right. Gets massive points for visual and audio presentation. Now yes. the biggest change. Let's go straight to the combat system. Flynn, is it doing it for you? Is it action-y enough? Is it strategic enough? Is it customizable enough? Is it strategic enough? Is it customizable enough? Is it strategic enough? Like, what do you think of the combat? Uh, it does need more customization. There are ways to uh, augment cooldown timers, and that's it. Uh, the old RPG side of building the characters just around what abilities you set, and when you master them, you can set them to other slots and stuff. So if you only care about X icons abilities, you just set them wherever you can and go for gold and you just work around it. There are certain abilities I like more than others. Some I find a bit clunky. Yeah, but that's the whole but point of having purpose, all of them, um, right? Yeah. Depending on what you're fighting, the purpose makes sense. But I'm liking it. Uh, it is definitely uh, nuanced. If you build a certain way, you can be a bit more aerial in what you're doing if you got up against right enemies. If you want to be a bit more country, a bit more uh, cautious. The game allows you to do that. 
It's just learning what abilities to making sure you read, because some abilities I didn't realize could do also X purpose. So it's a lot of read the system, practice it in the training hall if you need to, and find out what you enjoy, because if you want to go all flashy, you could definitely go all flashy. Oh, 100%. 100%. Tark, what about you and, and the uh, the combat? I mean, this is the thing you're going to do the most, besides watch cutscenes. Yeah. Uh, well... <laughs> it's funny the first four hours i think we played the game one hour if that well i was so, it wasn't it yeah. it's i think it's skill ups video he was like i'm not even joking 70 percent of your time is going to be in cutscenes. like i'm not even joking when you do the main yeah. story not, i i feel that i feel that um good thing that the cutscenes are all really good <laughs> uh, as far as the gameplay itself i am enjoying it a lot i you know pump my fist whenever I beat a boss so it feels good um I'm tending to uh, button mash a little bit but it looks flashy and good on the screen so yay yeah I, I would say like it is it's very at least when you're playing the main quest it is very accessible right and, and I've seen yeah. people make memes out of that right where I could sit there and hit one button or two buttons and and get through this but I think you know that's again, they, that's intentional, right? That is, yeah. if you just want to enjoy a Final Fantasy story, there's a very in-depth combat system here, but you don't have to engage with that necessarily if you don't want to. Yeah. Certain things, certain boss fights Depending might, might take boss. longer, <laughs> right? Certain New things might take longer. Uh, yeah. But... Uh, you can engage with this with relative ease, and then the training or the timing accessories uh, would just make that Ugh. make that easier if you wanted to use those. I am not using any of those, or either of you. I no, used a toggle one for a while, just because I was accidentally using potions instead of telling toggle <laughs> to do things. So it's like no, for for a while toggle. Just have this. I haven't got many accessories. I used to pre-order Cat Thief one just for some extra kills. Like, yeah, that and tiny scissors for toggle. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just let toggle do his own thing so I can forget he exists. <laughs> it I'm actually really enjoying the combat and messing with but I like Devil May Cry, right? And this is the next sure. evolution of the same team that or the same uh, team that made the Devil May Cry action combat system. And this yeah, yeah, is yeah. just a variation of that. He calls it his masterpiece. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, mm. uh, maybe. Mm. I don't. <laughs> I feel like there's some aspects of Devil May bit. Cry that I actually wanted you to put in here if we were going to go this route that aren't there. But maybe that's a different topic for a different time. Yeah. I think the best way to say it is Devil May Cry allows you to be quite weightless in combat if you really know to master it. Whereas wow. everything in 16 adds a weight to it, then an infinite cycle. There's a deliberateness to everything you do. That's that's a good way of putting it. I am I am mean, very much enjoying it. Rounded. I'm I like I I rolled my eyes when we knew found out there was going to be hunts in the game. I was just like ugh, ugh. Uh, but actually, I'm enjoying those because I like the combat, right? And it's oh, a side neat. quest though, right? Just green side quests. Side quests are horrible. <laughs> they are so and and sadly, if I mean they're not required, but there are oh some God. that do give you things that you definitely are gonna want to do uh, or have, mm -hmm. and and luckily you'll be able to tell those if you're trying to avoid side quests. The icon is slightly different. Okay, 
Think Final Fantasy green. 14. Think Final it, Fantasy these, these 14. Side quests, plus signs. These side quests are are so a realm reborn side quest. It's it's yeah. It's really bad. Yeah, it really. A lot and, of them are, but a lot of it is uh, emotional development for Clive. Yeah, um, I would disagree. <laughs> I'm, I'm halfway through the game, and I've come across maybe three side quests, mm -hmm. Flynn, where I was like, "That's that's cool. That's some additional context. That's some additional development for Clive learning about uh, slavery, or this, or that, or people treating people bad." Or I don't, I don't want to give any spoilers. There are a few side quests where the quest itself might suck. But the story payoff is good. But don't expect that out of many of them. It is a lot yeah. of fluff. Yeah, I would have rather they just didn't put him there. I, I just they don't have to be there. They don't, they don't have to be there. I don't feel and you like made it very streamlined as part of the MSQ. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't have to be there. But I don't know. There are a few that you're going to want to do. Watch for the plus signs. That's all. Like, if you don't want to do all the side quests, watch for ones that are indicated by a plus sign a la Final Fantasy fourteen. It means it's going to add something for you if you do it. Uh, and there are a few that you're going to want to do. They're not absolutely, they're not absolutely vital by any stretch of the imagination. If you want to totally ignore all side quests, you certainly can. But uh, Does this game actually explain why there's no diversity? Yoshi P claimed the game would explain why. No, well, it's not like... It's, there it is, is not no, a purely white game in any way. It, no, it definitely isn't. But I, it does you know, suffer from a, a bit of a diversity issue still. I'm, I'm not ready to give it a pass on that stuff. But no, at least 50% of the way of the game, that's not like Clive making some comment to somebody about, you know, like... Hey, everybody here seems to be really pale. Like, no, there, there's nothing like that I yet. Mean, you could say that it's actually a game about that has great racism undertones. It's just not about skin color. It's about the it's about brand something and, else. Yeah, about yeah. something else. But every location you go to, the characters feel like they belong to that location. Oh, it's definitely. Best, yeah, I would agree there. I would agree there. It's there are some times though where the even the main story gets a little clunky when it's trying to deal with the topic of slavery, um, because that is an, uh, to Tark's point, and this is not a spoiler. You saw this in other stuff. There, there is a current of the haves and the have-nots and slaves, um, and it gets a little clunky sometimes in in its treatment. I, we'll see how it pans out. I'm only halfway through it, uh, but there are some just like. Very tropey, almost generic uh, character arcs when it when it comes to dealing with slavery. It's not exactly the smoothest of transitions. And in the main quest, I do think there are moments where it lulls too much. I don't know if you guys feel the same, where it's just like you go from set piece to set piece to set piece to set piece, and then you play for an hour and a half, two hours. And you've literally walked around the hideaway talking to 15 different people. Like, it just like all of a sudden comes to a screeching halt a little bit. Uh, not I to say that the dialogue isn't. The yeah, not to say that the dialogue isn't like pertinent. It definitely is. 
but there are like it, it does suffer, I think, from a few pacing issues that could have made it a little a little smoother, at least for my personal taste. But I'm loving the main story as a whole uh, so far halfway through it. I do want to get to the next beat, right to the next beat. I don't yeah. want to stop playing. So it's doing the right thing. Mr. Final Max in chat says slavery a discussion about slavery is always a difficult thing. Yeah, no doubt. Especially when you want to put it into an interactive medium like games. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I'm not. That's I'm yeah. not casting aspersions on them. I'm just pointing out that it's a little clunky on the on the topic sometimes. It's trying to tell a story and have character development with a difficult topic, and sometimes it does it well, and sometimes it stumbles a little bit. Uh, at least for my my personal. I know somebody. I don't. What site was it? They wrote up like a could scathing you, article about it. Could you think that maybe? There's like not many or any people of color because he's dealing with racism in a different way and slavery in this sense. Like he didn't want to mix those up in a way and have it misconstrued. Well, I see. But here's the thing. You, you know, that's a very nice thing to think is like, you know what? Maybe that was a thought saying, hey, our story is an awful lot about slavery. We certainly don't want to be insensitive and depict it along racial lines like that. But, but then why don't you say that when you were challenged on the diversity? Yes. You know, that yeah. should be your answer. Say, you know what? We deal with some topics, including slavery, and we did not necessarily want our game to be tied up in a racial line when it comes to slavery. And so we made the game a little less diverse so that there wasn't a clear black and white line for for the topic you say that when you are challenged about it and i'd like to think that 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 is exactly why hey let's be a little I, sensitive I feel that's a more honest opinion uh, honest take on it too maybe but yeah and you may walked away from that answer saying that's bullshit or a cop out or whatever but at sure. least you had an answer right yeah that was mm -hmm. why we thought we were going to piss people off if we made a story about slavery and we had the white people free and the black people the slaves. Like, we thought we were going to piss people off. Okay. Or vice versa. Or vice versa, yeah. <laughs> we understand. Yeah, we get it. Okay, I might think you're pussyfooting around the issue. If you want to mm -hmm. tell a mature story, do it in a mature way. But at least I get where you were coming from. Speaking of that, do you feel like this needed to be, like, adult? Because we're going to talk about another game that's, like, targeting adults in its context and its presentation uh, and I'm never a big fan, even in like movies and TVs, of like making things mature for ma just for maturity's sake. Do you think this should have been M, or could this same story be told? And Final Fantasy's always told mature stories, right? Oh, absolutely. They were just presented in a different way, right? Yeah, they yeah, presented yeah. in a tamer, more double entendre way, where this one is, hey, they're going to use the F-bomb. People are going to walk around topless. Not that they show anything, but people are going to walk around topless. There's going to be sexual connotations to things, and we're not hiding it behind sprites or double entendre anymore. How are you feeling about that aspect of the game? They definitely like to remind you every five minutes why it's an 18 while you're doing the MS game. Whether it's swearing, blood, buttocks, buttocks, and more buttocks. <laughs> 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 or it's like offhanded stuff like uh, on a sign in a random inn or something like that it, it allows them to get away with some silly things 
I think that they, I think this is just the story that he wanted to tell. And he told Square, he's like, I don't want to alter it. This is what it's going to be. I'm not searching for an M. This is just my story. And I think good writers, directors uh, appreciate that. You know, this is the story I want to tell. This is how it is. Um, If you, as a studio, want me to PG it, then find a different writer. Um, So I applaud the team for that. (laughs) Jedi Pokey Leisure Suit Larry. Uh, Final Max saying a thing to understand about 16 going into dark fantasy setting is the undoubted influence of Berserk. That's now at the cultural level for media. Yoshi P said as much Uh, in an interview. I remember way back when uh, talking about the sad passing, right? And and talking about Berserk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm happy with the way they went here. Yeah. I'm really like the. I'm okay with the the gore. Doesn't feel like gore for gore's sake. The sex doesn't feel like sex for sex sake. Yeah, it's none of it's gratuitous. It does feel grounded. Like, and I love the return to a fantasy setting. Like, it, you may not, you, hey, you got Balam Garden and this like weird sci-fi thing going on. All right, uh, in your in your your one Flynn, uh, I like <laughs> this return to high fantasy. Absolutely, yeah, love not loving the satin. The the just the aesthetic of it, the castles, the crystals. I I can't say that. That's going to be a spoiler for somebody. I like the storyline with the crystals. Yeah, I'm sure. really enjoying it. Let thing. me just I, say uh, that. I, yeah, and where, uh, where I've gone past, where I think you're coming up to, it's like... <laughs> I, I like the... Uh, I guess we've been saying this, the Game of War, the Game of Thrones aspect oh, yeah, to this. It's absolutely like Game the, of HBO shock value of yeah. Game of Thrones. Yeah, I've been getting so. a lot more triangle strategy vibes. <laughs> Actually, playing more it's very that. Game of Thrones. And again, Yoshi P was not coy about that being an inspiration. In fact, making many members of the team watch the show uh, so that they knew that they were I'm talking bringing about. in the Game of Thrones voice actor like he, for he, a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has not. He has not shied away from these are the sources that we're taking a lot of inspiration from. Uh, and you can definitely feel every single one of those in there. But I absolutely love the castles and dragons and, you know, return to high fantasy. Like, all in all, I am I was unsure, Tark, right? Remember, my, like, hype level kept fluctuating. Then as we got closer, yeah. it was going up. And But I've always been a little unsure on, like, at the end sure. of the day, uh-huh. like, if they made Final Fantasy seventeen in this same vein... Would I necessarily buy that one? And 50% of the way, yeah, day one, 50% of the way through the game, 16, I'm going to say that as long as the story doesn't take some turn that is just absolutely the dumbest thing I've ever heard, uh, or like, hey, we got all these threads to wrap up, let's wrap them up in the last 15 minutes of gameplay in the loosest of ways possible. Like, unless the story itself just massively disappoints me by the time I get to the end. I'm okay with the path. I'm okay with the path. That doesn't mean that I have to like that my mainline Final Fantasy numbers have basically swapped genres, and there is no way around acknowledging that. They have. It's gone from an RPG to an action game. Sure, there's equipment and crafting. It doesn't fucking matter. It does. It just absolutely doesn't matter. matter. It's, it's total so hold and, and ram down your throat. That's like, okay. Yeah, it's total it's, fluff. You'll go make one sword and you'll be fine for the next eight hours. Like it is 
whatever. You know what the gearing system sounds uh, feels like to me? It feels like, oh, you need to get this so you can actually meet the minimum item level yeah. to queue <laughs> okay. for the duty you're about to do. Right. Like, so you're all. not going to have a ton of items. Like, you have your potions, your high potions, a couple different tonics, right? And it's very mm -hmm. uh, demon souls in you can carry so many of these things and use them and then go replenish them, but that's it. Like, it's gone an entirely different way. You're not managing your equipment. You're not managing a party, You're whether it's turn-based or otherwise. Like, you, those elements, they're gone, bro. It's not an RPG anymore. It's an action yeah. game. Through and through. That's, That's the way they wanted to go. I may not like that personally from my mainline numbers, but I'm going to have to get with the times. And I enjoy this game enough that I would play a 17 if it were in the same vein, and I'd probably grumble and yell at clouds then too. <laughs> I'd, I'd probably grumble and yell. Again, I'm halfway through. I reserve the right to change my mind. Go ahead, Chris. Final thoughts. Uh, I've, you know, I've been excited for this, uh, the demos and everything that got me at a, at a hype of a 10 and I picked it up day one. Um, I am on the part where I am probably not going to pick it up day one. I will wait for reviews and see how good the game is. It is no longer final fantasy mainline titles are no longer day one purchases for me. Um, it's a great game so far. And like you, I, I, I hope that the story doesn't turn into some crazy Final Fantasy 13 ending. Um, yeah, uh, I, I just want an, a good RPG. I collect good games, so if it's a good game, I'll pick up 17, 18, whatever. Um, but they're not going to get the benefit of the doubt just because it's a mainline title anymore for me. Flynn? It's still going to be day one for me. <laughs> like I said... <laughs> I don't know if it's the unique way that my brain's wired because I love it so much. It's like, yeah, I don't care if it's weird. I don't care if it's wacky. It's Final Fantasy. I'm there. That's all I care. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, we'll we'll uh, put a final cap on those opinions in just a minute here, but to knock out some other small news. Speaking of mature, Dragon Quest Twelve is uh, apparently facing some developmental difficulties. If you couldn't surmise that by stuff we've talked about on this show already, and some of that has to be is being said to be due to trying to target an audience of adults, making it a more mature thing. Uh, in an interview with a Japanese outlet, Den Den Feminine. <laughs> Den Den Feminico Gamer. Oh my God! Why can't I talk Not today? Fun. Yeah, Say that ten times right. Go. It's just one of those. Creator names, of Dragon, Dragon Quest, Yuji uh, Hori, he says uh, to response to the question. Well, let me start by saying that this year marks the 37th anniversary of the Dragon Quest series, and it coincides with the 35th anniversary. An HD 2D remake of Dragon Quest had been announced. And there are rumors that the latest title, Dragon Quest XII, Flames of Fate, is about to be released. And Horji says, hmm, I guess that's going to take a little while. This time, we are making a game directed toward an adult audience, so we're having a lot of trouble. Uh, there was also due to the coronavirus pandemic, because of course it was. Uh, are game programmers and designers basically working remotely? He says, yes. Do you have communication problems with this method? He says, yeah, it's fine. We do Zoom, and it works better for me anyway because I don't remember names and faces, and on Zoom, your name is right next to your face. But 
<laughs> developmental challenges, Tark, due to targeting a mature audience. And we already know a hybrid battle system of some type in uh, here that they weren't specific about except to say it was a hybrid system. What's your what's your uh prognosis for Dragon Quest 12? Uh not looking good. Um I I, I don't understand that you have these known brands, these known quantities. And Dragon Quest is another one where they have shown no problem attaching Dragon Quest to another type of genre, but just label it different so people know what they're getting. So you're going to change the art style that has been prevalent in Dragon Quest for three plus decades. You're going to mess with the turn-based battle system that has been prevalent for three plus decades just to evolve all of a sudden knee-jerk reaction. Like, I, I, don't, I don't get it. Um, if they could somehow keep the same aesthetic, I don't mind a mature story. I, I'm bewildered by, uh, by Square these days. It's these funny. Years. Like, um, we like, want to get a younger audience, so we're going to take Final Fantasy 16, make it more mature, yeah. make it an action title, and give it an M rating. Yeah. Uh, by the way, this one over here, we're going to also make more mature, but we're having some problems with it because of that. Like, I... I <laughs> Maybe it's the art style with the maturity. I, I don't know what they're doing, you know, artistically. Yeah, I think Final Max is a good point. I think the real attempt is to get a more mainstream audience who are not often not as mature as they think. I mean, when you look at Final mm. Fantasy 16, right down to the dubbing being done in the English language, this is, sure. hi, here's a Western action game from Square Enix. Like, it is absolutely trying. Now, whether it succeeds or not, we'll see sales-wise overall. But it is absolutely trying to market itself as a Western game, not an RPG, nor an RPG that comes out of Japan. Like, it is it is straight mm -hmm. catering to a Western audience to the point of telling their own Japanese fans, we recommend that you watch it in English with Japanese subtitles because the dubbing is done in English. Uh you can't ask for it to be more catered to a Western audience than that at this point. Flynn, sure. Dragon Quest Twelve. Uh, any hope for it right now? We've only seen a title screen. So yeah, well, they did make an edit to that title screen. They did make an update yeah, where they gave it some shadows. It's one of those things that they're saying they're trying this approach to that approach, but it means nothing. Because we don't know what the game's going to look like. Yep. So it's like, is it going to be uh, turn-based, but they might have some cutie moments as part of the battle? Is it, the art style could be drastically different. Is it not going to look like something the Kira Toriyama develops? <laughs> you know? We'll see. It's, yeah. Who knows? Square Enix also revealed this week some new details about the Front Mission 2 remake. So if you're looking forward to that nice. via their Twitter, they said it'll have seven language localizations, a free roaming camera, which is already a huge improvement in my book from the original, improved loading time. I guess that's something we didn't mention about the Final Fantasy 16, by the way. Oh, my God. Fade to black. So good. Fade in. Boom, boom. Even on fast travel, the load time is non-existent. It, Seconds. It, from loading the game and hitting continue, six seconds yeah. uh, to you're actually in the game. It's like, wow. Uh, the craziest one is during the icon battles. Yeah. When yeah, that yeah, transitions yeah. from fighting to cutscene to fighting to cutscene. Right. That is so smooth. 
Uh, and reorchestrated music for Front Mission 2 remake. So that's pretty dope. And then in other remake news, apparently staff at Square Enix wants Final Fantasy VI to be remade just as much as you do. Uh, Yoshinori Katase yeah. uh, was doing an interview and he was asked about remakes and if they were going to remake Final Fantasy VI. And his response was, I think Final Fantasy VI remake would be difficult. Seven remake is not oh. yet finished, so I'm not able to really think about it. But for Final Fantasy VI, there are many FF6 fans inside the company. And they often ask me, when are we making six? It is important to note here that six was not a pixel-based game, it was a sprite game, so there might be some additional challenges in a like a 2D or 2.5D HD yeah. remake. They but everybody in the uh the crew at Square Enix wants that game too. Wants that game too. You give six to Team Asano and, and Auspice, and they will do wonders with it, and it'll be absolutely gorgeous. Don't say that. that. Don't say that. And the new DQ is going to be a third-person shooter. Yoshi P <laughs> said in an interview that he could oh, see a world oh, where a Final Fantasy game is basically like a Call of Duty shooter game. Don't say that. You you tried to save us. It failed. Move on. <laughs> yeah, you trying to. You, you don't think sixteen is your Final Fantasy? <laughs> he, did. Say, he did he you did know, say is, that but he did say not in main final fantasy at least and and i'm starting to come around like if they start doing this i'm starting to come around yoshi p's line of thinking like maybe they just do away with the number titles and just you can final fantasy all you want there's just no more number titles and you have your different genres and stranger paradise that's one genre and just market, market it differently. Uh, In a recent interview, know. Final Fantasy 16 producer Naoki Yoshida said a shooter spinoff akin to Call of Duty isn't too wild of an idea. <laughs> Yoshi P said the following, a great story, great game design, cutting-edge graphics, great music, and Moogles and Chocobos. If you have those things, I think you have a Final Fantasy. Call of Duty is using all this modern weaponry, but when you think about it, it's this small group of people going around saving the world. That's very Final Fantasy. All you would need is crystals. Yoshida's comment had no bearing on actually whether or not a Call of Duty-like Final Fantasy spinoff would ever come to fruition. But there you go. Yeah, he actually... He could get an avalanche game, maybe. He said that. He said that. Um, Nintendo. Oh, by the way, uh, yeah, we mentioned this at the top of the show. Are you shocked that in the FTC hearings, it was acknowledged that Microsoft did try or thought about acquiring a number of companies, including Square Enix? Something we all speculated probably happened before they pulled the trigger on the Activision sale, right on this show. And um, something we. I think Mr. Final Max put it. Uh, bombshell. Water wet. Yeah. Water is wet. Yeah. My favorite mm -hmm. one is the uh, mapped out, uh, I can't remember his name from Xbox. Uh, it's timeline of, yeah, we're not going to do anything with Japanese studios to, yeah, we're definitely not doing anything with Japanese studios. Well, we know something. Now, it's no, not exactly no, no. clear like how far the we plan went because the documents show yeah. that there was a strategy approval plan on Microsoft's side that, that they don't know how, you know, we don't know how high that went up or whether a proposal or an outreach was ever even made to Square Enix, you know, but it was, well, yeah, did, Microsoft did Microsoft, Microsoft. Get, didn't Microsoft get like laughed out of the meeting room like once already? Huh. 
keep trying. Maybe someday you'll actually get that meeting. From Nintendo Direct, uh, which was basically like, if we weren't going to talk about 16 on the show last week, mm. our whole show this or last week, uh, if we avoided 16, was going to be the next three minutes. <laughs> the Star right, Ocean go. 2 remake has been confirmed, Tark. Yes, yes, yes. And it looks amazing. It looks so good. It My mouth dropped at this. It looks like you've got enhanced visuals, but it keeps the spirit of the original game. It's perfect. Yeah. It looks gorgeous. Yeah, this is and we we had shown the hey, the you know, this is probably a thing because we had the logo. It was spoiled on Square's site two weeks ago when we did the show. Mm -hmm. uh, now confirmed via Nintendo Direct coming in November. So you just have a few months to wait. This one isn't technically Square Enix related anymore, Flynn, but you and I were giggling like little boys when we saw the Super Mario RPG is being remade Hell. as well, yes. also in November. Uh, copyrights given at the end of this to Square Enix for characters and design, but not being developed by Square Enix. So not technically a Square Enix thing, but yeah, Flynn and I were giggling Square like Jason. Square Enix adjacent is good enough. Yeah, it's adjacent. Oh, I, adjacent. I love this too. I, yeah. I love this. This too. is an RPG I missed out by not having the console it came out of. So I am hyped for this. Oh, as as you call I'm just it, looking at as, this, as, as you call it, the SNES, it's right? The, is it is it the SNES for you or is it the SNES? Oh my god, uh, SNES. It's the SNES. Oh, oh my god. Ugh. We do it with more than Z. Hurts my soul. <laughs> the NES and SNES. Right. Looking for a new relic grind host, right? It absolutely hurts. But the my biggest soul. thing for us over here is you have uh, you have the Genesis. We have the Mega Drive. You have the Mega Drive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that that's different. Like you, yeah. yeah. That is There's different. actually a different yeah. name. It's the SNES, man. It's, it's SNES. Get the hell out of here. Torchwick, my son. Hey, like, at least talks. I love European Let's go. A bit nicer. <laughs> yeah, you guys had the colored buttons on the the controller, at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the actual console looked a bit different, I believe. Unless I was only Japan, uh, that was different. Uh, I think it was Japan that was different. I knew you, I knew you guys had the Super Famicom control. Yeah, the Super Famicom. <laughs> uh, I can't wait for this one to come out November, baby, as well. So yeah, Nintendo gonna be Nintendo's direct across the the board was just lit. Like I thought the direct was great. I uh, I don't know pigeons, man. Pigeons. Oh, headbangers! Don't pigeons. you get me started on headbangers, man. A rhythm-based battle royale with pigeons. Yes, I sign me the f up. Sign. I will be streaming the shit out of that game. Hell yes. Go watch gameplay because Troy said the same thing so when I made him write it. Don't watch my live up. react time because I turned that music down. I'm like, who asked for this? Pigeons? Really? Pigeons? Troy thought the same thing when no. I made him write it up on MMO Bomb. Then, like a week later, it's coming out on Halloween this year. Then, like a week later, they released a gameplay thing, and he was like, "Okay, this actually looks like a lot of freaking fun." Go watch the gameplay <sighs> video if you only saw the trailer at the direct. Go watch the, the gameplay video that came out the next week. The pigeon game does stars. look Let's go. legit, legit. Let's go do love it or leave it. Yeah! 
Love it or leave it is the way we end every episode of the Relic Grind here. It's where I give you something Square Enix related. It could be a game, a feature in a game, a press release, something they did, they said, or something just tangentially related to Square Enix. And you tell me whether you love it, want more of it, or leave it, cast aside, never to be seen again. There is no fence sitting here. However, on today's, <laughs> we, we, we will revisit this because I'm going to make you make a call today, but then I will let you make the call a second time. Final Fantasy 16 as a mainline title, everything you've played so far, love it or leave it, and then you reserve the right to change your mind post-completion when we get there. <laughs> but for now, Flynn, love it or leave it. Uh, to quote probably my favorite offhand comment in the game, does Titan ship boulders? It's a bloody love it. <laughs> No, he doesn't. Okay. <laughs> oh, Tark. Uh, with twenty-two percent in, I'll say love it, but reserve the right to change upon completion because it could get wild. We'll see. This one really hurts me to say. It really hurts me to say. I am absolutely very, very much enjoying the game. It is top tier. I don't think it's anything gro massively groundbreaking in the world of action games. Uh, I think it does what it's supposed to do. Um, I could ask for a little more depth here and there and various things like the crafting and the equipment and stuff like that. There are, there are gripes with it. I really, really like the game. I don't know about it being a mainline, guys. I'm still so <laughs> torn on that. <laughs> Again, yeah, that's it's it's hard to separate the Final Fantasy and the game itself. I, I'm trying. Yeah. Like I'm, I, so I'm like, the game is good, but like I don't think it should be pigeoned into this this branding. I'm gonna have to love it. There's nothing there enough for me to say, oh yeah. wow, like get rid of this thing. I may not personally like that this is the direction we may be headed for the mainline titles. That doesn't mean that I'm not enjoying the game. I'm just going to have to find what I loved about some of the earlier Final Fantasies somewhere else. And honestly... wait for remakes. You know, and, and I think maybe there's an aspect of a miss here for Square Enix. I'm going to be watching the numbers very closely because I think totally leaving the RPG space and not acknowledging games that are dominating that space, like Persona and stuff like that, like, I think that could be detrimental mm -hmm. long-term. Maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong. I'll be watching the sales. But I certainly think it leaves a space for somebody else that wants to be that next that next Square Enix. You know, the house built by an RPG. We'll see. That's going to do it for us here on The Relic Grind. Let us know what you think of Final Fantasy 16 so far, the pros and the cons in the comments below. No Faye streaming after the show today. We'll be back Saturday with Gaming Gumbo, your weekly gaming wrap-up, and, of course, live tomorrow on MMO Bomb's channel in the afternoon talking about multiplayer games. Until next week, Flynn, where can everybody find you? You can find me on Twitter at Flynn underscore uh, Lodiet. You can find me over on Twitch, over Pink Crisis. Should be back to normal streams next week if I'm done with 16, maybe. Maybe. There you <laughs> go. Tark. Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, all at Tarkoth Gaming, uh, playing Final Fantasy 14, Final Fantasy 16, and Crisis Core every once in a while. Almost done with that as well. Uh, and then Saturdays, you can find me here on Ready Check Radio, 
getting close to the end of Final Fantasy 15. We'll be doing episode Prompto and Ignis this weekend. There you go. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me right there. That's the title screen at Magic Man. <laughs> but more importantly, follow at RZ Radio, R-A-I-D-E-O. And you'll always know when we're going live with a podcast, a stream, Final Fantasy trading card game, or just hanging out and having a good time. Until next time, stay safe. And we'll see you on the servers. Later. Is the Minion King. So I had a quick look. Uh, EU and Australia are the same 